All right, so you were saying about people's expectations in terms of costs with uh, the gyms being closed down a lot. So what were you talking about there? Yeah, so the just conversations with people about remote coaching and then they, yeah, people expecting to have like a customized program or whatever they envisage it to be um, for, for 40 quid a month or however much it is. But yeah, and, but yeah, with, with also, I think a lot of people and a lot of coaches actually just saying like, Hey, I'm giving you an individualized program and it's like a hundred or I think if it's anything South of like 120 quid or euros, dollars, whatever it is, it's like, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's either someone who's pretty much just getting into the game or it's like, it's, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of people out there. I've, I've heard of people offering stuff for like 70 euros and I'm like, there's no way you individualize that. Like, um, no. no, I mean, I like when it comes to the level of individualization, because I, I mean, like we've gone through the ringer a couple, you know, for a couple of years now and I, and I, and the base program and what I have found to, I guess more recently, you might even just end. How can I put it? So there is a base level program which then gets individualized for the individual, depending on what their deficiencies are or um, where they may be lacking some skill, volume, so on and so forth. So that's the element of the relationship. But then, what we need to take into consideration is like. And this is no offense to anyone coming into the market. I mean, I've been doing it for a fair amount of time and I need, I need to mark the value of where I believe my, my programming is. Does that make sense? So even on to the, even on to the level of program, that individual coach can ask for that level of money. If that makes sense, just you know, just on the, just on the time basis. So, for example, um, if we take uh, let's say Shane Orr, right? So again, um, would be seen now as the premier coach slash programmer in the CrossFit space. Would you agree on that? Just on results of tier and his position within the sport. I th- I think on the surface, like if you the only things that you take in are the morning chalk up, then yeah. Um, but then I I you know I do know that there are other coaches out there who have just worked with a lot more people. They've worked with is is more if that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I guess I remember when I I spoke to Tino down at Invictus, you know, a couple of years ago, and I'm still competitive. And you know, when he came back and told me the price of what it was, I was like, "Shit!" I almost fell off my seat just because I think it was like close to like four hundred dollars a month. Now, I guess to have that kind of brand, you know, let's if we say we go from, um, I'm just trying to think now. All right, so you've got a Toyota Yaris, yeah, and you've got a Tesla. They're both battery-powered cars. Toyota Yaris has been there quite a fair amount of time, isn't it? Um, and they've and Toyota's probably got the um, the technology, which is more than, more or less the same as Tesla. But Tesla have come in and gone, "Hey, this is how we do it." Then all of you know the prices are uh, they're pulled apart in terms of, in terms of it. And so that's what I'm trying to sort of see is like you've got the product itself, but then you've also got the brand. And I think it's um, 
you know, the brand is the pro, you know, as in is the tried and the tested and the proven and has the results behind it. And then you obviously have the individual who's obviously very capable. Um, I think there's, there's, there's interesting factors in that one as well. So, you know, it's, um, am I, am I making myself clear on that one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you are looking to compete at like the upper ends of the sport, then you should be willing to like invest, you know, (laughs) a few hundred (laughs) into your programming or whatever it is. Um, but then as well as that, you know, you obviously have with these sort of little factions of, uh, brands gyms communities whatever you've got like a bit of a training environment at each one and i think obviously there's there's there must be stuff going on where it's like okay you can be an on-site athlete um and we'll give you sort of programming on the cheap but you're going to promote our brand and all this type of thing so i I do think there's a lot of things that go into it but i think if people are coming up in the remote coaching space um it is interesting sort of seeing like the the idea around it because i think there's a lot of focus on the program itself so it's like you get an individual program and there's not necessarily any focus on the coaching itself so i've you know i've definitely had thoughts around uh how how to like create a combination of a general program but individual coaching so you're sort of guiding someone through it um because i i I think that that actually is a little bit more uh i think that's a lot more beneficial than just putting together a individualized program per se, and then letting the person just sort of do their own thing and they execute it horribly wrong. I think the sort of coaching point is the, is the key. Um, and then obviously, you know, every coaching relationship is different. Certain athletes need certain things. Um, whereas other athletes can be quite autonomous about how they go about it. Um, but then, you know, they may need, support in other ways um so i think there's there's so many different factors going into it but the yeah the 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 sort of boom in online coaching um as of recent and i'm actually i've I've set up quite a few calls with some online coaches to sort of do a bit of market research with this um but the boom in it is is pretty significant and then this sort of expectation from the market of like what the price is is like no this is you you don't know what this is like if if you're just looking for a program to be you know sent to your inbox it's like what are the actual chances of you following through with that but if you have those touch points of you know a, a, a message through uh you know whatever platform you use or an email a week checking in how things are, um, scheduling a, a call once per month, um, you know, reading it, you know, just, just also, also like other things, like one of the things I, I try to do is com- communicate through the program. So it's like a look over the program, take the notes in from the program or the, the results and their feedback. And then I try to instill, okay, this week focus on this, this and this, you know, and it doesn't, cause I think some people, you know, it's sort of like a, you can tell them and you can give them a comment of like, okay, try and do this next time. But then sometimes it's like, if they don't necessarily have that reminder there, whereas if they're about to go into something and they have like a couple of cues or a couple of notes around the intention of what they're doing, it's like, all oh, right, okay, that is what I need to do. Um, yeah, you've got to be all in. Um, and that's, I guess, what I've experienced myself. I mean, I would see you as a coach who's all in on it. Um, I'm 
I think where I've struggled in the past is trying to spin too many plates in terms of being business owner, um, an online coach, um, a programmer, and everything else, if that makes sense. And I think, you know, initially getting in onto the game, you I mean, you've got to have some flexibility in terms of living arrangement, in terms of, because <laughs> you're going to be skinned for a long time. Um, you know, you could be the best coach in the world. And that's, I guess that's the the, 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 the that the difficulty in quite a lot of it is that when opportunities have prevent, presented themselves, you need to take it with both hands. So, um, and I can only talk anecdotally myself, um, having coached a podium CrossFit Games athlete and the CrossFit podium team. And the only reason why that has been the case is that, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm hand on heart, you know, I know what I'm doing when it comes to programming. You know, you have the, um, you know, you, you, I think you can sort of, Please. Um, you know, you, you know, you've had the experience of doing it, and hence our relationship building and stuff like that as well. I uh, haven't do it, done it myself, but unless Elliot walked into my gym with my catrice on that given day, and I handed him his ass, um, it, you know, we I, we might not be down sat here at this moment in time, if that makes sense. And um, you know, and I guess that's where I start looking at all these other. Um, brands and facilities and then like it's obviously you want to be in the right place at the right time I don't want to sort of like you know, I'm a cynic I'm stuck here in South Wales right you know you're there out in the sunshine it's like yeah so, but can you, can you see what I mean it's like that you have that um, oh the, the credibility from I don't even know there's a saying for it um, just by being part of something does that make sense um, you know it's 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 what you call it. It's uh, uh, the longer I've done it, I think there's more of a combined than a team effort. And I think if um, if you go in all in and for the service, let's say two hundred euros, okay, um, and you can feedback on your coach, you're sat there at your computer and you can see on True Coach or whatever platform that you're using what's going on. Then you know what you are you're in it you're pushing it and you know like you've done you've built a successful client base but then when you are up to 30 people that is a nine to five job and um i think where i where we've developed and i've taken a bit from you know license from you on this one and and, and feedback from my uh, my other half is that when you dive into like on uh, online coaching you know the whole thing is that you leave yourself open to having your whole time away from work just be chopped out. So what I mean by that is that um, a text at 8.30 at night, you know, and it's only it's only now that I've been doing this close to 10 years where I'm like, fuck off. I'm like, it's my time, you know what I mean? So, but you have to set boundaries. So if there's anyone that's coming into the industry, I would say, look, we're just going to need to set boundaries. And I think you did it quite well. You turn off notifications between, you know, a certain time and what have you, because you know, the way I look at it, you know, for these individuals, training is essential and support. Um, but at the same time, you know, as a coach, it's like when Warren Gatland, who's the coach of Wales rugby, when he went home, he took his co- coach's cap off. Does that make sense? And I think it's just trying to find the balance of that. You might oversell yourself early on uh, and you're going to cause issues as you, as you ex- get more experienced. But then what we're saying is that maybe a, a sort of thing is that set your boundaries, set your times, dedicate yourself to it um, or dedicate some time in the week where you can be 
all in on the online side, you know, so, so that's something that I have faulted in the past, but all the time's got better into it. So like I've got a set block of time and in that time, that's all I'm looking at, you know, and you've got to, you've got to be direct with your clients with that as well, because I think in terms of the service offering, you know, you want to be able to over deliver on what you're promising and not under deliver. I, you know, that's a type of any service. Um, but I think that's, you know, when, when, you know, coming back to what you said about, People offer individual, individualized coaching at 70 quid per month. I'm like, nah. yeah, yeah. I mean, with like the yeah, the whole the whole sort of this is a, a conversation I had with someone a couple of weeks ago, but sort of like when you're sort of coaching in a gym, it is a little bit reactive in the type of work that you do. So you're sort of on your feet, you're. Um, you're sort of reacting to the people in front of you. Certain things come up, someone walks through the door, you know, so it's, it's a bit of a different type of work. Whereas when you are sat down at the computer and you are remote coaching, you are trying to plan ahead. You are trying to work ahead. And, um, you know, like I picked up loads of, loads of bits and pieces from, um, from my girlfriend who, you know, works in a tech company and some of the things that she has to do, she's on a, she's literally zoom call after zoom call after zoom call. So in the half an hour blocks that she does get uh, to herself, it's like, okay, she has to really focus on what she's going through there and um, get into a little bit of deep work, which by the way, is a great book. If anyone is looking for <laughs> good work around like good, um, good books around the distractions that you have with technology and everything like that. But, um, yeah, turn off notifications. I don't even have notifications on WhatsApp anymore. <laughs> um, but that well, I mean, like, after, I, like, the WhatsApp thing is quite an interesting one, right? Because, like, I remember you saying put WhatsApp on your computer. Worst thing ever did. I was like, get that off. Get that off. I'm, I'm no, so, get yeah, off. That was, yeah, so when you, well, actually, when you, so I'm reading another book at the moment called Digital Minimalism, and it's essentially around about taking away all of the optional, uh, like electronics that you have or the uh, optional technology that you have. And it got me thinking, actually, because I deleted Instagram and I don't really have any much notifications. So I deleted Instagram off my phone about a week ago, and I've been able to read. I think about 20 pages more than I usually go through per day. And I'm like, that's, uh, you know, around about half an hour plus of, of reading. And I'm like, ah, like this is literally what all of my athletes need to do who are complaining around. They don't have time to do this. They don't have time to do that. And I'm like, delete the bloody app off your phone, <laughs> go onto it. Yeah. And it's like, and if you are trying to sort of push yourself as a bit of a, influencer and a bit of an entertainer online it's like the best way to go about that is actually to block off time do what you need to do then create then you know write all your posts up so you're not just sort of caught up in this like reactive i know people love instagram and definitely you know i go on it and i go on my explore feed and it's full of rugby and full of weightlifting and i'm like yeah this is great i was just watching great lifts watching great tries and it's like this is what i want to do <laughs> but it's you know it's there as a distraction so you know i think uh, well, this is the interesting thing i mean this is that's high level that's higher level thinking so um with um dragon you know we've decided to go and embrace it uh embrace social media uh because i guess for our clientele, for our 
population in and around Cardiff, I mean, Instagram and social media is a big part of their day. And, um, and when I mean higher level thinking is that there's a part of me which is like, well, you've just got to embrace the change because, you know, it is communication develops and it, yeah, it goes. And I guess as if that, as we get older, again, we turn into grumpy old men and we sort of like, well, oh, this music doesn't sound as good as the stuff I used to listen to and all this kind of jazz. But um, I, I think those who... Um, not necessarily successful, but those who understand the concept of it is a tool that can be used are going to be more beneficial. And something like that, which you're sort of saying, is it blocking off time, write the content, because I, you know, Adzi sitting over there, and he goes, God, this post has just taken me like 45 minutes to write. And it's a bit like, yeah, and it might not even get a bite. You know, and, and so it's a question of um, it has to be concerted effort. It has to be consistent. Um, like I, I've taken a massive back step from it on my personal uh, one, uh, but we've changed it all to like a coach's account and stuff like that. And and, and I'm, I'm reluctant just to dive in. Uh, but, I, but I, you know, as a, as a coach uh, or as someone who wants to, you know, have a long-term career in the fitness industry, you have to be, you have to be present and then you have to put content out. Um, you know, I just look at the guys who are in the UK who are massively successful and it's just from an Instagram presence. Um, Adzi was telling me about this guy, Rory Fitness, is it? I'll give him some, I'll give him some thing here, right? Guy up in the valleys in the Ronda. Guy's got 80,000 followers. He's got loads of product, right? The Ronda is like 15 miles away from me. I haven't got a clue who this guy is. It, it, you, know, you know what I mean? It's just like, I, you, you, it's like it's just it's it's massive you know and i think um yeah it's a it's a tool which needs to be utilized even when we did it with like odyssey i don't think that we did it we didn't really have an idea of where we wanted to pitch it and all this kind of stuff and you know if you are going to be using it as a tool it's something that you need to put some focus on uh and you have to block it off in the off in the day you know you like as you now i like i don't know how you get clients in, you know, so, you know, and you're going to be fairly dependent on whether that's coaching, whether that's, um, you know, individual coaching clients or uh, coaching other coaches, coaching athletes. Um, I mean, what sort of channels do you use now in order to keep, you know, like any business, to keep the, you know, the, um, when you churn one, you get one in, so on and so forth. I mean, you know, how are you doing that? Well, like, I mean, the, obviously Instagram helps i mean i you know I've, I've not deleted the app i just deleted it off my phone so i'm still putting coaching content out there it's interesting because there's obviously like when you do put stuff out there you know the stuff i care more about or the stuff that i think i resonate more with that message is like the audience doesn't and then the stuff that just is very easy for them to you know scroll through and and consume and just whatever it's like that seems to get more engagement but what i've sort of found is that like that type of engagement as well of like people saving posts or people, you know, you can look at the analytics and that type of stuff. It, it is really quite confusing as to like, what is going to help me build a, uh, like a, a group of people who follow me, who want to work with me. And I think one of the things I did uh, as of recently was just reach out to my current group of clients. And I was like, guys, I have a few, a few spots open. If you have people who are, um, you know, who are training partners or, you know, people who, you, you know, you work at the same 
work in the same gym as you or whatever. And, um, you know, that was actually quite useful because I ended up getting a couple of clients out of it. And what I think is really important is people just need to understand that like the people in front of you, like the, when you sort of get a client through a referral or whatever, you already have that trust built because that individual trusts the other person and then therefore they're going to take their word for it. So it's sort of like you've, you know, you, you've, you've, um, you probably have bypassed a couple of points that, you know, exist within the, the, uh, the content world. I mean, I'm not a marketing expert, but you know, the clients I've had who are referrals are the ones who stick around. I've had, you know, many people just sort of, you know, get in touch through Instagram. And to be honest with you, I'd probably say like only a third of them actually sort of stick around um, for anything longer than say, I don't know, three quarters of a year or so. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting because the type of people also who just sort of see an Instagram post and they're like, oh, I'm going to inquire about remote coaching. It's sort of like, they're just flicking through Instagram and it's like, you're the flavor of the week and it's like do you actually want to be the flavor of the week whereas i think you know if you're looking to build an email list or whatever it is um you've you know that's that's another level of content you're probably going to um i think in my opinion you're probably going to reach out to people through emails who are more likely to engage with high level products like um you know, personal training, gym memberships, and remote coaching, whereas you're probably going to have less people engaging on, you know, the sort of 10, 10 pound a month recurring program or whatever it is that someone's trying to get. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, I think there's a, there's a number of levels to that. Um, you just, but I mean, like you just said something, which I just, um, I've come, come back, I've gone on to, right. It's just, a, just, ask the ones who already bought into you because obviously there's something there which they like and they like, you know, and I guess that's the thing where you, you want to sort of push it out. You know, I just literally on my true coach, you just said that picked it up on my phone, message all of them, bang. And even if you only get one back, you know, like I put something out on my old, my Instagram the other day and I got like one, one bite back and it's fucking demotivating, you know, come on now. Um, but, I should put I should put it out there for that one person. Um, and just on that one, you know, if we are talking about it again, I just had a, a phone conversation with uh, a Zoom conversation with um, Carl Steadman, who is um, CrossFit Flowmaster. He's probably been on staff in Europe a long uh, a lot longer than anyone, and you know, the world in the, the top five or something like that. And he said he gets more bites from his stories. And it's just from interactions with people. Does that make sense? So it's actually a social connection on the stories, whereas a post, you're not going to get much traction, I guess. I, I, like that was, that was an interesting thing for me because I guess um, from a social connection kind of thing, you, you know, that's how you can start, you know, through stories, obviously build some rapport with people and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously when you're at like 200,000 followers, you don't really want to be, Connecting the two hundred thousand, but I mean, you know, it's it, it, that that was an interesting thing as well. If I yeah, because the 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 point there is sort of like there's less effort in going into that interaction from the other person, and then as well as that, there is there's the aspect where 
people, you know, really curate their uh, Instagram feed. And, you know, I've gone through this. I've deleted a post that I'm like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but really? Like, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, more coaching content that I disagree with more so. That I'm a little bit like, ah, oh, did I really say that? Maybe, you know, when I was like <laughs> 25. Um, but, and I, I, you know, there's, there's, there's a part of it, though, there, that, that that is like a, like an Instagram feed for a coach is also like a opportunity to present yourself as a coach. Right. And I think that there's a number of ways people can go through that. Um, I, I, you know, for me, it's like, I want to make sure that people can get something from the post. They can get a bit of information, which is going to help them in what they do. And it's not, um, and, and I know that you obviously have people who literally just can post a picture of themselves and, you know, it's like, I enjoy ice, ice cream today or whatever it is. And, and people are like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, and it's like, you see coaches do that. And I'm like, is that actually really helping anyone? <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, people use it differently. I think for me personally, I try to make sure that it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an avenue for coaching. Um, I'm actually considering changing up how I engage with it though. Um, so this book I'm reading at the moment is changing my thinking around it. And I think more of it is because I think there's a big misconception that time spent putting energy into these things is going to help you in the long run. And I actually sort of am a little bit cynical in the sense that you have these people, okay, so like this guy up in the valleys who's got 80,000 followers or, you know, whatever. It's like that the the effort or the actual coaching or the, the type of work to sort of get to that point for me, it's like, I don't actually want that. Like, I I want to coach people. Like, okay, you, you know, I think everyone wants to have a lot more money in the bank. And then obviously you want to have a bit of um, social pool with how you go about things and things like that. But the work to sort of get to that stage and, and what it involves, it's like, is that really sort of what you want to do? And, and, you know, for me, it's like, I like working with a you know, a certain number of clients that I find yeah. good for you. On a one-to-one uh, on a, on a -one basis. But I mean, like, uh, I guess what we're trying to do is that we're trying to try, we're just trying to, I don't say, you know, be leaders, but we're trying to help people along. And I guess like, I know, I don't, I don't want to sort of like limit the amount of people I can help. Does that make sense? So like, yeah, it's being the gym owner in, you know, South Wales here. It's like, I've got this product. I'm like, I'd love people to come in through the door, buy it, um, you know, because I know it's going to make their lives better. But, you know, I was just chatting to my sister who was also in the fitness industry and she kicks the ass out of the Zoom thing. She's got the packages and what have you. But the product that my sister offers is so underpriced, right? She's got this, you know, I mean, she's got this, and the thing, you know, it's, I mean, she, you know, she's been really successful um, and she's doing it, you know, with a kid and pregnant at the same time. So, it's and in lockdown um she's doing really well and that that's the thing is like sometimes it's a bit like you work you want to work with people who buy into you and you do it and you can have you know good long stand, standing relationships and what have you but you know what you can offer people is you know you can offer you know it's it's so valuable to everyone else does that make sense um you know I don't want to really, I'm not going to knock, knock, knock the guys uh, because they help people get moving. 
But I mean, for me, I want to know what the difference is from someone doing Joe Wicks to wanting to further do something else. You know, because, you know, Joe's only going to take you so far. And then maybe that's the only place that you want to go. But to the, the think that, and, and I, I, I think I always try and push it back onto those kind of guys, is that this is what the fitness industry does. It kind of cannibalizes itself. Whereas if you think about having um, any organization or any, um, you know, any service, you're always trying to push the people up the level. Whereas here, it's like, bang, it's the lowest common denominator. You don't have to do anything else. Let me keep you. Rather than, and this is something which, you know, um, I can't remember, but, you know, at some point as an individual coach, let's say, Luke, you're going to go, do you know what? I, I can't help you anymore because, it, this, you know, the remits move. Does that make sense? I, I can try and it's going to keep me on the toes. But then if so, let's say you've been with someone for five years, like you must have experienced it uh, quite kind of, kind of recently, and then they move on to someone else. It might not be that they're going to get any further or any, or any different results, but at some point the relationship needs to advance. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's different ways of going. Like, I mean, there's different there's different viewpoints around what the coaching relationship is for certain people. So for an athlete who is looking to progress and is like looking to climb up the ladder of success or however it is, you know, there might be, okay, as, as a, as an athlete, the way they view it is, okay, I've learned everything I can from this coach. I'm going to go to something else, which seems appealing. Um, you know, what can, what can potentially go wrong there is that, you know, that can potentially play into like some of their, um, um, maybe some of the, their sort of biases around, how they view things. They might not necessarily take the most objective view about it and they might make a decision that they think is, is better. Um, but then, it, you know, I definitely have like relationships with more so with coaches who I coach where it's like, this is more of a, we, you know, this is, um, we keep this going. This is the, the, the things that the value that they get out of it are the conversations they have around how to progress their training, some of the different tools, we experiment with different stuff. Uh, we have conversations about coaching itself. They, you know, have an, a, an experience of, uh, of being coached. They use that and they, you know, similar to how, you know, we constantly hear about um, at, like seminars, you know, still coaching cues. It's like the same exists within remote coaching where it's like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm going to do this. You know, an example of that is like, uh, like a weekly check-in. That was something I experienced, and I was like, "All oh, right, I'm just going to add that in as a, as a, as a day on uh, on True Coach." And then they go in on their True Coach, and they just fill it in, and it's like, "Okay, that just makes it a lot easier to, you know, have a, a have a, a general understanding of what's going on, have a look at their food, their sleep, and all of these other factors um, that aren't necessarily training." Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the circling back to your point. I've got some people who just sort of see it as like this continual, continuous sort of relationship that they have that helps them through this activity that they do. Now I've had people change goals. I've had people, uh, you know, I had one guy who was, um, he was, he was uh, doing CrossFit. He stopped doing CrossFit, started to train um, in like a, a global gym. And then obviously lockdown has happened. And like through that whole process, he's sort of just transformed his sort of goals and then more now towards just longevity, feeling good 
and you know making sure he's got good energy for his work and he feels all right and he does he's like okay i want to do a bit more running this month and it's like okay well let's do some stuff that's not gonna <laughs> beat you up is basically by just giving you several 5k's to do a week um but i would say yeah with with remote coaching when you're working with a with an athlete who is uh you know trying to get to a certain level i'd say that those relationships are a little bit more like cut and dry as as a po- uh, as where it's like okay this is i've got everything i need from this um i'm not going to compete in the sport anymore so i'm going to you know stop working with you um so those situations happen but i tend i, th- I think those people who are more sort of just professionals never really had huge aspirations to push things in the sport and things like that um those types of people tend to just actually stick around for a bit longer and that it's just more of just like something that they do um and especially if they have like a a good job you know they 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 then the, the price point isn't as um as high as it is potentially for someone who's like a, a career coach and is you know coaching some classes here and coaching some classes here and you know those sort of finances week to week are always you know something that's going on um sorry for the conversation getting cut quite abruptly there um we had some technical difficulties whilst recording that episode but this is definitely something that we'll be talking about in future episodes thank you very much for listening